Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Everybody, welcome into Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 340. We got a lot to talk about uh, tonight involving the 76ers, involving uh, departures from the 76ers, I should say, and uh, my comparison to what the Phillies truly are, because I had a, uh, a realization last night of what the Phillies truly are. Uh, are in terms of just a, a perfect comparison. We'll get into all of that. Well, you're really, you're really giving a nice lead here. <clears throat> I, uh, I tweeted it. So if if anybody follows me on the Twitter, you'll know exactly what we're talking it's about. One of those uh, snap saw it first Instagram posts. Exactly. Uh, phone eats first. <laughs> uh, but before we get started, gotta give a shout out to our awesome sponsors who make this show happen. Our friends. At Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Summer's in full swing. You got to protect your eyes, guys. You only get one pair, believe it or not. So go to TomahawkShades.com right now, fill up your cart, get the sunglasses, the blue light glasses, everything in between, and when you go to checkout, Use our code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. That's promo code USP for 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. Promo code USP. And our friends at Stateside Vodka. It's the summer of Stateside. Get the vodka soda party packs at StatesideVodka.com and use our code USP to get 10% off the one liter bottles of Stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You got to be 21 or older to purchase, and of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see who's got Kenny's on tap to enjoy during the Phillies games. Enjoy as the Olympics are right around the corner, and uh, you know if you choose to partake in watching the Phillies. So, KenwoodBeer.com, use the Kenny Tracker. Drinking definitely helps. And of course, you got to be 21 or older to enjoy an ice cold Kenny, and please drink responsibly what's going on Matt? uh not quite living the dream (laughs) (laughs) uh let's start off with the congratulatory unfortunate news and that is the legend himself mark zumoff is retiring and the fact that we will never forgive the sixers for not letting zoo call one more eastern conference final before he retired it was like a ton of bricks just being dropped on you. <laughs> Felt very sudden, and it sucks because he's been the voice of the Sixers my entire life, and a very good one at that. And I, it's gonna be very strange tuning in next year not hearing him call the games. Um, I think he just brings the perfect amount of homerism, but he's never too much of a homer. 
perfect amount of like he's always in such good control of like the game and like calling it and knowing when to like throw to his color guy and knowing when to pay attention and just he was just a master at it and you know he has like iconic phrases and i'll miss the way like his inflection on certain things and you know he would genuinely get excited and yeah i mean we've been very lucky in philly sports so we have a lot of like iconic voices that we can lean on and you know Mark Zumoff is one of them, so he deserves a ton of praise, and he deserves to kind of go out as a king, you know, but just, yeah, it does suck that we couldn't give him kind of a much more meaning meaningful send-off, or, you know, at least give him the opportunity to, to see this team as a, as a working man in the conference finals or in the NBA finals, so that part of it definitely stings. Yeah, and I mean, when they, when they showed how, because I truly didn't realize like how long it felt like longer that zoom off had been doing Sixers games. We have not experienced Sixers yeah. basketball without Mark zoom off yeah, in my, our life. my entire life. That's been Mark zoom off. Uh, so it's strange, you know, it's, it's similar, obviously a hair cow is passing mm-hmm. away, but you know, it's similar in that, you know, that's the only voice that I knew. <laughs> and, um, you know, when, when you don't have it anymore, it's, it's a bizarre turn and it's, it, it's not easy to find these guys either. Yeah. Like it's not easy to be a, a commentator and to do it very well. And I think Zumov did that, and yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bummer to to not have him around. And I will miss his various sayings. I think they'll be replaying in our heads so much, um, but he'll always be like a, just a beloved member of like the Philly sports community. And it's one of those things where like you can find broadcasters that come in from the outside, and you know they they adopt the city. Zeus from here, like he went to Temple. Like it, it's tough to find, like you said, one. The, the elite and great broadcasters for any sport, but then to also find them from that city and bring them in and, like, they already know, like, how the city gets down. They know the culture and everything like that to relate to the fans that are watching the broadcast. And Zumoff would, was just... Every single thing that he did for a broadcast was perfect for the sport of basketball. Yeah, you, you hit it right there, too, in that, you know... you. It's already hard enough to find elite guys. It's even harder when they're they're from here, right? And now, um, you're kind of looking at a lot of these giants that are you know that we were so used to, not around anymore. Maybe you start thinking about like Merrill Reese, right? Like him potentially not being right. Like it's just, it's weird because again, these are all voices that literally my entire life I've heard, um, and now they're kind of fading out. So, but good luck to him in retirement. I'm sure he'll enjoy it. I'm very excited to see what Mark if he you know. There's no shame in just retiring and hanging out, but I he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. Um, I'm very curious to see kind of what he does with the free time now, and if, if we see some more of him, um, whatever he does, that would definitely be interesting because he's a fascinating guy to listen to. I think he'd be uh, just a great like conversation. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, what he does with, with his life now, and uh, if, if there's any way I can watch or listen to it, I definitely will. Yeah, and I mean, reverse it to uh... – our anniversary show. We we listed off our our dream guest for 2021. You got the same time. You you've got some time now. So if you want to come on the show, uh, we are more than happy to have Mark Zoom off on the show and check that one off the list. But it is it's going to be interesting to see what NBC Sports does in terms of you know trying to replace Zoom because there's no replacing him. Um, but trying to see who gets into that that play by play spot to go along with Allah. 
Yeah, I mean, Ala as well, like, has really grown, and they had great chemistry together, and Ala, I think, is a great, like, color commentary guy. I think he's he's very funny, and I think, uh, like, they, they balance each other very, very well, so, and I think Ala really starting to grow into that role, and it's going to be interesting now finding a good partner there again, so, bizarre. It's, it's going to be really <laughs> bizarre next season not having that, but, I want, and I wonder if it'll just be someone completely new, but we'll have to see. Yeah, I mean... It was. I texted you. I was like, as if this season couldn't get any worse. Now we don't yeah. have Zoom off, uh, turning garbage into gold, as he would uh, say coming quite frequently. In, coming in for a landing. That's yeah. always my favorite one. That's coming in for a landing. That the the yes that yes. was the equivalent. Yes. Of the uh, <laughs> the national Mike Breen bang. Like, yeah. It was. I love how the the one thing the Phillies did right outside of actually winning a game yesterday was they had their whole. Uh, game card was dedicated to Zumoff and everything was changed to like different sayings and things about Mark Zumoff. So very classy from the Phillies there. Um, but congratulations to Zoo on a hell of a run, one hell of a career. And like you said, excited to see what he does next. He's talked about, you know, spending more time with his family, possibly learning another language. Would love to hear Zoo call a game in another language. <laughs> that would be electric. Um, but a job well done on a, just a brilliant broadcasting career. Absolutely. We will, we will miss him dearly and deeply. Somebody we won't miss dearly and deeply, as uh, that news broke today uh, as we record this on Wednesdays, uh, Scott O'Neill is stepping down from the 76ers. Uh, as our friend Zoe tweeted out uh, a montage video of Sam Hinkie with Vindicated playing underneath of it, uh, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Theater can simply be defined as someone performing something for someone else. Theater also refers to the space designated for said performance. The term theater can also describe the process in which live performances are created. Acting, directing, producing, designing, all fall under this umbrella of theater. But to a kid in high school, theater can mean so much more. Join us as we draw back the curtain and reveal what I like to call the magic behind the magic. This is Curtain Talk. say like when you like when you say something bad about the person it's like hey even bad people are people and it's like yeah that's right they are people which means they can still suffer and, <laughs> and they can still have bad days and it's okay to not feel bad when something bad happens to a bad person none wrong with that yeah um it, it is interesting because it's kind of come out of nowhere mm -hmm. not that he's like super you know He's not necessarily involved in, like, the actual, like, team building, but he's, like... He tried to be. Right, right. You know, certainly, um, it's interesting that this comes, you know, like, uh, off the back of, you know, a, a almost now a full year with Daryl Morey and uh, kind of a new direction, it seems. You have to wonder if there's, like, something to that, if, if there was some kind of 
I don't know, power struggle or something. You don't want to deal with Sam Hinkie's dad. I mean, essentially, you know, like we know that him and Sam Hinkie had some uh, some beef. Is he the one that got the call out from Sam Hinkie in the resignation letter? I be- I think I think so. I think he was. Um, so yeah, it's just it's all over. Like just uh, probably be- probably for the best. <laughs> Easily, it's probably for the best of quite a few of these faces uh, slink <laughs> away into the night from the Sixers. I <laughs> I shouldn't be surprised. That uh, he tweeted this long ass, you know, goodbye letter thing, uh, and of course it's from his his dumbass book that he wrote, um, and the 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 title of this whole thing is trusting the process forever in a day. You couldn't be more of a slime ball for using How trust the process. You? Like <laughs> what an absolute you? snake! It's like that. Um... That Harry Potter meme, like, how dare you stand where he stood? Like, <laughs> don't, like it, don't recite the old magic to me. I was there when it was written. Like, he tweeted out a. You don't get to revise history on the process. A four page, like, graphic. It's like, insert the. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, not reading I'm not all, reading all that, that, bro. Sorry. Or Congrats. Whatever. Or sorry for your loss. Like, not doing it. Not doing it. And, uh,. I can't believe he was here for eight years. Time moves uh, exceptionally <laughs> fast, especially when uh, like six of those years were brutal. <laughs> yeah. So. And the fact that like, uh, I'm sure this is just to like look good and everything, but the fact that the Sixers tweeted out a eerily similar graphic to thank Scott O'Neill the wow. way that they did for Zoom Off. He's a CEO guy. Come, Come on. on. He's former. Former CEO. Um, I wonder how Devils fans feel about Scott yeah, I'm O'Neill. I'm sure all 13 of them are very uh, true. <laughs> are dancing in the streets. I uh, I just, I'm so happy he's gone. Yes. Yeah. Now it feels like even better. Like what we talked about with this offseason and like Daryl kind of leading the charge. Like I feel that much more confident about the direction of this offseason now that Scott O'Neill is out of the building. I'd like to feel that way. Um my body and brain still won't allow me to feel positive things about the Sixers, <laughs> so I'm happy for you that you can feel that. I'm not ready to be happy about the Sixers in any way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm happy about the team. I, I, listen, my outlook right but now is uh, dark. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm happy for Daryl that Scott sure. O'Neill is just out of the way. I'm, ha- I'm happy for Daryl. Good um, for Daryl. But this this Scott O'Neill and and the, the the tweet caption are devoted Sixers fans and hashtagging his his book title, just an absolute sloppy sloppy ball. performance. It says, uh, "Thank you for entrusting a change uh, a change agent for eight wonderful memory making and life changing years." That is such a white collar term. A change agent. What does that even mean? That's just such that's just like <laughs> head up your own ass BS like. As the steward of the Philadelphia 76ers. You were not a steward of anything. You were a steward of your own shit. (laughs) (laughs) As my time winds down as CEO, I find myself making an important question, myself asking an important question. Did I leave the organization, team, and community better than I found it in 2013? Uh, The team is better, not by your doing. You really (laughs) didn't have the impact you think you did. The Philadelphia 76ers was a sleeping giant standing on the shoulders of giants. Will, Billy C, Doc, AI, Bobby Jones, Dolph, Sir Charles, uh, lists off like every retired 
member of the Sixers organization with their jerseys and the rafters. Uh, these men paved the way and set the foundation of what it means to be part of the Sixers' legacy and family. As we walk by your statues every day, we are reminded of what we could collectively achieve. You are forever legendary. Goes on to thank, you know, Harris Blitzer Entertainment people. Oh, my God. For empowering me to bring together a collection of the most passionate and experienced executives to help uh, re-energize an elite team and the best fans in the NBA. As if you know, like, five fans. It is... Yeah, it's weird. He left out the part where they tried to fire all the staff in the middle yeah. of the pandemic. And Joel Embiid stepped up to uh, to pay them and they had to, like, reshuffle. Weird, weird that they left that part out. Weird miss in all your diversity inclusion BS that you left that that part out where you were trying to make sure you didn't have to pay people. Of course, you had to throw in the uh, the frosty freeze out into the. Well, you got to have the branding. Yeah, surprised you didn't have a big Wendy's logo somewhere on there. Like, come on! Like, what an absolute loser! <laughs> oh, mentions Jimmy Butler. Good riddance. <laughs> Good riddance. I just, I'm at a loss for words. By just how, like, tone deaf he is. They even all are, on his yeah, way out. They, they all are. The, all those people like that are lacking in self-awareness and think that they are the, like, arbiters of it. They're the change agents of the world. <laughs> the change agents. Whatever the hell that means. Um and they just don't have self-awareness, and they think that they are literal gods, and that we should be thankful that Scott O'Neill uh, took the time out of his busy life to be the steward of our proud team uh, for the last eight years. And we should all, like, throw palm fronds at his feet as he walks in, like Jesus Christ into Nazareth. Come on. What a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he wanted to announce this the same day as Zumoff and someone oh, to, like totally. talk him off the ledge. Totally. Yeah. He probably wanted to do it like let's see when they tweeted the zoom off graphic from the he probably wanted to do it at, at ten oh six. Or ten oh four so he could be first. Yeah. What an absolute loser. Good riddance. As as the kids say, rip bozo. <laughs> We we had a nice rip bozo today. We had a nice big fat one. Been waiting on that one for a long time. Good grief. Uh Kevin Nagandi, noted Sixers fan, uh, tweeted a very interesting graphic. One of those you have X amount of dollars to build your all time Sixers team. This one you have fifteen dollars uh to build your all time Sixers team. Pretty interesting groupings, uh, and some interesting players that are included, but you have $15, Matt, to build. I don't think any any team like this can't start. You can't not start with Wilt Chamberlain. I Fair. feel like uh, you, you have to include him. Um, and I'm going to go. Oh, man. I'm going to go Wilt and Doc, actually. Okay. That leaves me with $5 for three people. So the $5 column for everybody, you'll see this on the post-edit. Uh, it's Will Chamberlain, Charles Barkley, Dr. J, Allen Iverson, Joel Embiid. And I'm going to go Eric Snow, Matumbo, and Drew Holiday. Not bad. I think I, 
I think you win quite a few games with that team. <laughs> so I, I debated. I'd like, like to see a team try and score on Wilt Chamberlain and uh, Dikembe Mutombo. <laughs> I would really like to see that attempt. Uh, I saw one lineup that like I really liked, and it was they went Embiid, Iverson, uh, Tobias Harris, Andre Iguodala, Aaron McKee. I mean, you might be able to get that team now yeah. and get to- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, four of the five guys are still in Philadelphia. You could make it work, I think. Um, but a, a very interesting grouping. And I think, I mean, having Daryl Dawkins for $2 is... That seems like a, a good value steal. for sure. Absolutely. But, man... I love how the O one Sixers outside of Iverson is just the one dollar tier. Well, I mean, let's it's exactly what it was. Let's be, I love Eric Snow, but come on. <laughs> I thought it was interesting they put Tobias on here too. I mean, he would only like to think about it, I guess, but um He will be the number two option next year. Like he is he's a good player. Like he's one of the better Sixers we've had this century. <laughs> Which I don't know what, what that, that says exactly. <laughs> But, uh, I mean, if you're talking Sixers this century, he's in the top five. Maybe, yeah. Maybe just outside of it. Certainly top ten. Because, I mean, this century, it's 21 years, so. Yeah, it's like pretty much everyone on this list. is In this century, it's Iverson, Embiid, Ben, Tobias, and then Jimmy Butler for the five months that he was here, if you want to count that. And Iguodala. And Iguodala. Iguodala was never quite, like top top tier mm-hmm. but Iguodala probably better than uh than Tobias but yeah I mean those those are the top players that we've had and Drew Holiday was like close to that level yeah never quite like never wasn't quite here a, long enough to... right right he was like at the very beginning of his kind of uh prime if you will or when he really started to build his like status man that's it's depressing. What I would give to have Wilt Chamberlain on this team. With Embiid? With Embiid. Would be I fun. would do dirty, disgusting things. <laughs> to just, like, reincarnate Wilt Chamberlain. Just, like, put him in, like... To, like I can't, I, You go back and, like, watch film of him, and obviously, like, there's, like, you know, the composition he was playing against, whatever caveat you, you want to put on mm-hmm. it, of course. But, like... You cannot tell me that you you just put Will Chamberlain in today's game and he's not an absolute monster. Like he's just yeah. I've never I've never in my life seen a human being that big run as fluidly as he did in that in that era too. Because yeah, you want to discount him because of who you played against, but he also didn't have the sports nutrition. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the uh, like all the, the the equipment, all the the training that we have now, all the the medical science understanding now. Like, so he was playing like pro volleyball in right. his spare time. Like, come on, man! Like, Jesus! Like, this is one of the most amazing athletes I think that that ever lived, and uh, it would be a pleasure to, to watch him. You'd have multi sport athletes, Will and Joel. Yeah, I mean, literally, like it's you know, think of how amazing Joel Embiid is. Now, think if Embiid could run like. How, fa- how fast do you think Chamberlain could run like a forty yard? He was quick, yeah. And, and like you watch footage of him, and he would like just like a gazelle. He would just turn it on for fun, mm-hmm. like for like I've never seen someone just be able to like a literal cartoon. Like look up clips of Will Chamberlain like just running down the court. He'll go from this jog where you think he's already sprinting because of mm-hmm. his size, and then immediately like 
as fast as any guard that you've ever seen get down the floor. It's unbelievable stuff. And again, I know, I know that he was playing Milkmen, <laughs> but still, like... It, he should be doing that against Milkmen. Right, like, it's, it's what you would... It's like when you watch the uh, Olympic team play, like, other, like, yeah. like, bad, like, countries, and it's like LeBron is just dancing all over guys. Like, it's the same thing. Like, he was just head and shoulders above everyone, literally and figuratively. It's like when the... Uh... They have like the the Champions League team come over and play like an right. MLS team, right? Like you expect. He, he what is the record? He has like forty eight and a half minutes averaged for a season. Like it's like an it's just an impossible number to even like replicate. <laughs> it's insane. Like it's just stupid. He's he's one of those guys that just it's just stupid to think about. <laughs> Who do you think the all time steal is on this list? All time steal? Uh, Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um. You can make the case Iguodala too is like, yeah, future Hall of Famer. Like he was a Finals MVP. Like, six, <laughs> like he made six straight NBA Finals. Yeah, granted he was on you know he wasn't he wasn't team. the guy, but like he Iguodala, was there. Iguodala is gonna have the best resume outside of Wilt Chamberlain on this team. Yeah, like pretty pretty illustrious career. Now the player himself obviously isn't at that same standard, but mm-hmm. you could definitely make the case. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. I think I think Malone at four though, it's tough to break into that top five, and I, I don't disagree with who you have at the at, at, who's at the five listed, mm-hmm. but I think I think Moses deserves a five. Mo Cheeks was, at four was, isn't bad either. He was he was an MVP. Yeah, you know, I mean everyone else on that list on that five list also like same caliber of player, mm-hmm. but I mean is there a case that Moses Malone is better than Embiid? Jury's still out. Yeah, like it's hard. I don't know. I think there's a debate at least. But yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty fair across the board. Yeah, I mean, the the entire two tier list is pretty solid. You got Tobias, Iguodala, Drew Holiday, McGinnis, and Dawkins. Like hard to hard to argue. Hard to argue going against any of them at two dollars. Um. But yeah, fun little thing. So we'll we'll tweet that out and credit Kevin Gandhi for that because those are always fun. Um, yeah, it's nice to not think about <laughs> their uh, their disastrous exit from the playoffs. The uh, speaking of the playoffs, Hawks fans are the worst. Just the worst. They, you know, <laughs> I have this saying about uh, General Sherman that maybe he just didn't march hard enough. <laughs> Um, it's just, 
this is why Atlanta, like, no one wants to root for Atlanta. Yeah. This is why everyone, like, laughs about 28 like to 3. You were the only team that I think anyone's ever rooted against when the Patriots, like, you, like people were rooting for the Patriots against you. Like, yeah. You got to, you got to take that tough. for what it is. That's a tough look. That's a tough, tough look to, to be involved in. So, I don't know. They, uh, they they booed Embiid with his uh, with his injury and maybe they're just maybe they're just not good people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's weird that Philly is constantly gets like the label for being this like bloodthirsty. Mm-hmm. You know, not that we haven't had our incidents. Yeah, 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 overboard kind of reactions and stuff. But like you're seeing stuff like this a lot, mm-hmm. and it's not the first time from Atlanta either. Nope, but whatever. Uh, somebody that is a good person that it sucks that it seems like it's coming to an end is our guy, Mike Scott. Yeah. The photo montage on Instagram was punching the gut. Um, no captions, just like 40 to 50 photos of his time in Philadelphia. Um, it's our guy. He was like, he put the parking lot fight in there. I put the parking lot fight, put every like hive night event, uh, the Jack, no ice, like, He's, we we have just such a connection with Mike because one he came on the show when he didn't have to, and then even after his appearance on our podcast, like continued to support us from the birthday video for you right. to popping out to the All Star Game event with our hat on when he didn't have to do that. We didn't ask him to do that. He just showed up and did it. Like Mike Scott is a piece of like our history as a company that like he'll always be our guy yeah he, he's uh he's a lovable he is like very much the embodiment of like the philly kind of attitude mm-hmm. uh into a player i think he he's just he's just he's like Embiid. he just got it and i think we love the energy that he brought and his attitude and his personality um he had some great moments that's for sure uh, this year wasn't as kind to him. Part of that was, you know, injury and stuff. It, it had COVID. Yeah, like, you know, a lot of people had rough years. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll give him a pass. But, yeah, it does seem like uh, that felt uh, quite a bit like uh, might not be here next year yeah. type of uh, type of post. But the years have been kind to him here. And he will definitely he, – he will go down as, like, one of our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he'll, he'll be remembered very, very fondly, I, I feel. So, yeah, good luck to him wherever uh, the next chapter is. I was hoping that, like, not that I want his career to be over, but, like, retire, come retire. on the coaching staff. Listen, even if he doesn't, even if he goes somewhere else, like, do the do the one-day thing. Yeah, retire as <laughs> a sixer. Retire as a sixer, that'd be cool. I feel like that's, like, his part of his career arc. Like, him coming here and then everything that happened here, like, solidified that, like, he'll be remembered as a sixer when his career is all said and done. Absolutely. Because, like, obviously he played for the – you know, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Clippers. Um, but I feel like the most iconic moments of his career, both on and off the court, were in a Sixers uniform. Yeah. The ninja headband. Serving ice cream in the summer after he signed his contract, which was two years ago today that he signed wow. that, that almost $10 million deal with us. Good luck to him. Shout out to the boy. Um, I don't know where I'd want to see him go. Because it's like you don't want to see him leave, but right, you obviously want him to you know, get a ring if possible. So I don't know where I'd want to see Mike Scott end up 
if he does continue to play. It'll be interesting. That's for sure. Uh, so are you ready for my Phillies comparison? I am ready. So Load up. <laughs> I was watching the game last night, and they somehow found a way to win. So it kind of like dilutes this take a little bit. Uh, no, it doesn't. Cause, it doesn't. Because uh, the, the next game they play, they'll lose. So don't worry. Yeah, about so it. they'll probably lose tonight. But uh, I, I said the Phillies are Prometheus. Because tuning in to watch the Phillies game, and it almost happened because they almost blew that lead again last night. Uh, it is literally like strapping yourself to a rock and letting vultures and crows eat your liver out. But somehow, some way, you go back and do it again the next day. Yeah, but I think Prometheus was forced to as punishment, right? Uh, I feel like because we do this podcast, we're almost forced yeah, to. Like we we have forced ourselves to like, and every year it's kind of the same thing. Where it's like, listen, like I know last year, like mm-hmm. the birds are really at my liver, but I think they're gonna be a little kinder to me this year. And that's like the bullpen debate. <laughs> it's yeah. Like this year, like oh, we made some like made some around the edge signings. Maybe things will be better. What's that? Uh, we're in uh, not even July, and we have 21 blown saves, and we're going to smash the record for blown saves in a full season? Sign me up. All right. I'll be back next year. See you guys at The Rock. <laughs> Same there, time next year. I mean, it's it's a good comparison. It is. It's a disease. Defies belief, actually. <laughs> it, it defies belief that last year you had the worst bullpen ever, and you were like, we literally say if you it can th- only go up from here, and it seemed like the first like few weeks, you said, like, all right, maybe we're cool. like, if we're just gonna be average, that's cool. Yeah, and they're like, mm, we're <laughs> hold we found, my Kenwood. We found the Marianas <laughs> Trench, and we're <laughs> hold up, is... hold up, hold up, Cameron. We're uh, we're going a little deeper than you, Chief. And you know, you think about the last two years, who's been here? He's supposed to be this bullpen wizard at, at managing the bullpen, and. They've just gotten worse since Joe Girardi's been here. Well, so I wanted to look today at just how bad the Phillies are. Uh, Again, statistically, <laughs> statistically, objectively. This is where we're at. Because uh, numbers don't lie. Now, numbers need context, but numbers don't lie. They are, an, they are an objective thing of which you apply subjectivity to. But I think one of the I think most baseball-centric stats, this is the, the first time I ever heard this stat, was baseball related it's bled over into other uh, other sports and they call it a win share or something but like war right mm-hmm. like wins above replacement oh god um Kyle how many <laughs> how, how many how many pitchers do you think now war there are different ratings to it so mm-hmm. zero to two is considered as a substitute level player just like a decent player like this is a guy that you can trust to like play meaningful amount of game. yeah like you're not a guy you want to rely on every night and this, this goes for pitching and hitting, right? It's the same kind of scale. But, you know, a decent guy. Decent decent major league player. Two-plus is considered a starter. Uh, Five-plus is considered an all-star. And eight-plus is considered an MVP. Now, obviously, at the end of the season, these numbers will be you know, a little higher because, again, it's it's meant to be a longer-term statistic. But, you know, we're, we're approaching halfway point of the season. I think it's fair to look at numbers like this. you got to sample size and think, how many... How many how many pitchers, Kyle? Do you think um, make the first bracket zero to two? And this is all the pitchers on the roster. Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously there's some guys that starters haven't had you know a ton of a ton of time. Mm-hmm. Let's let's start with the starters. Starters that have an above two wins above replacement. Um, I mean Zach Wheeler's got to have 
and above two. Am I right? You are right. You are right. I would be concerned if he didn't. Uh, I don't know if he does, but I feel like Aaron Nola does. Yikes. No? <laughs> I, he's he very was like, close. He's very, he's a 1.9. Okay. Which at this stage of the season is fine. Yeah. You know, not cause for concern. Those got to be the only starters. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> um, Zach Wheeler, 4.6. Okay. Pretty damn good, uh, which I think tracks with how we've uh, looked at him. Aaron Nola at 1.9. Makes sense because he's had, had a couple he, of those like hiccup yeah. starts, but... Uh, our boy Zach Leflin, 1.7. Not, not, not far off. Uh, but then you look, uh, it's pretty abysmal outside of that. You're looking at a lot of uh, 0.5s. Uh, Ranger Suarez, <laughs> 1.4, even though he's... He's been electric. <laughs> uh, Vince Velasquez at a 1.2. Thanks a lot, Vince, for showing up this year. Uh, really, really helpful. Had a good game last night. Yeah, it's great. 1.2 for Vince Velasquez is it's like shocking. 6.8 on a normal war scale. Hector Neris has had a... Rough going. Has had a rough year. Uh, our boy, David Hale, negative uh, 0.2. Oh, I would have said negative 100. Which is actually not the worst. Do you want to guess who the worst actually pitcher Ooh. by war is on our team? Uh, it is a... Na- there's, there's actually two guys, three guys tied for... Uh, Matt Moore. T- Matt Moore. Surprisingly, no. Wow. It's probably because he was on the injured list. Chase Anderson? Uh, Chase Anderson is one at negative 0.6. <laughs> with uh, with 38 innings pitch. It's not like this guy's like, yeah. that's a bad sample size. Like, that's pretty good amount. <laughs> so, so Chase Anderson's one of three. Uh, I'm surprised David Hale is not in that grouping. Um t- Man, I'm trying to think of the bullpen guys. Um, we all know the traditional big four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey? Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Cremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. One is Eniel De Los Santos. Okay, that makes sense. Also a negative 0.6. And there's one more. He's currently injured. Hasn't played very much in his defense. Oh, man. Who's Brandon Kinsler. I forgot he was on the roster. Uh, So did everyone else. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Just to give you an idea that uh, the team is not very good pitching-wise and what we expected them to be. But I was looking at the the hitting. Uh, Not any better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess how many just, like, above ones we have? Because... I'm going to (laughs) say... Two. Um, a little higher. A little higher. I'll double it. I'll go four. I think it is exactly four, actually. It's got to uh, be Gene like, Segura. Gene Segura. Bryce. Bryce. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Reese Hoskins. Uh, Reese Hoskins. No. No. Okay. 
<laughs> Although he is in first place in a ton of uh, not categories good first, hitting yeah. wise right now. For he's also first, first place in quite a few bad categories, yeah. which I think is what. Uh, uh, there's one name on here that no one is gonna like. Uh, is JT in there? JT is in there. Okay. And then is it uh, the center fielder? <laughs> oh, double Herrera. Oh my god. Um, actually, by war. Our second best player Jesus this season. Christ. A guy that we were happy to let rot. You wanna know what's shocking? You wanna know who our, our worst player by war is this year? This hurts a lot. Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm. Negative one point seven. It's the defense. It is the defense. I'm look yeah, looking at his advanced defensive numbers. Um he's a negative fourteen in our field. <laughs> <laughs> that and then like he got off to a slow start hitting wise and he's like starting to recover like from people it. talk about so people talk about reese right and how he's not good defensive he's a negative seven r field alec Bohm was literally twice as bad <laughs> at fielding that's crazy i feel like the the biggest thing with alec Bohm fielding is just he's a giant yeah like he's, he's not a, he's, he's not a nimble man um, like a third baseman you'd expect to be like at the tallest probably like six one yeah. Yeah. Gene Segura leading the way with 2.4 war. Makes sense. Gene's um, somehow a, not going to be an all-star. Reese has a 0.2 at this stage in the season. Bryce only at 1.4. Not what you want from your... That kind of checks out because he was right delayed getting on the injured list and then on the injured list. So I'm not surprised that he's but, you that know, low, but yeah. You, you, you pay I was a guy, also looking at the all-star ballot like to cuz Bryce is up for being a starter. Right. And I was kind I was like speaking of Bryce just hit a solo home run to tie the game. Um I was I looking at I think that at, gets you uh 0.0001 more. <laughs> <laughs> think that's how the algorithm the, works. The uh, cuz I was like wow, Bryce's stats aren't like world beater stats no. this year. Like you look at guys like Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Otani, like they're hitting the cover off the ball. But then I was looking at like some of the guys that are up for like being a starter. And Bryce is like right in there. Yeah. Which is definitely wild. a little victim, I think, to expectation. Um and also that the team isn't very good. You know, anyone that's on a team that's like maybe surprising or that is good is, is gonna get a little uh a little more love. It's just interesting because again, you know, when you look at it's it's halfway through the season, it's not fair to judge them. You know, too too much. Uh, although I think it is, because let's be honest, these guys do who they are. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at the the National League All Star uh, outfield ballot. Like Ronald Acuna Jr. is up there, and like outside of like Bryce being injured, obviously his stats got a little diluted. But like Bryce is right in there with guys like like Juan Soto. He has more home runs than RBIs. Are like Juan Soto's got more, but. Bryce is right in there. I was like kind of surprised with like where the stats were across yeah. the board outside of uh and there's a deep drive to the left by Castellanos. <laughs> but but as it is, Gene Segura by war. Now war is not the be all end all. Right. I just think it's like the most you to me that is like the that, baseball like, stat is like yeah, or like that is like the like okay. The metric. That's you could glance at it and be like you can kind of tell a rough outline. These are the good guys, these are the people you want on your team. You're Barely going to have one player that is at an all-star level. That is not good enough. As a position player. As a position player. Because uh, I'd be shocked if Zach Wheeler doesn't get yeah. selected by the right. whoever the manager Absolutely. is. Absolutely. It's just, it's bizarre, and it's rough. <laughs> and it's, yeah. Um, and, and frankly, that you guys, you a uh, l- large 
part of your team, frankly, isn't even close. Mm-hmm. Like that, that you're going to have guys that you're depending on that may not, may not even make like starter level on this is, uh, is a tough look. I mean, to put it in perspective too, like <laughs> Mike Trout's been out for a month, almost two months and was hitting 333 with eight home runs and 18 RBIs and had a over 1000 OPS when he got hurt and is in first place in the outfield balloting for the all-star game. Mike Trout is uh, just an enigma in himself. <laughs> it is wild that him and Otani are on the same team and the Angels just absolutely stink. Yeah, right now he has a, a 2.0 war. And he hasn't played. No. He's played 36 games. That's insane. And Otani's stats are just... It, uh, there's this really funny tweet that I see a lot. It's like... Um, Every night I see something, Shea Otani just did something that hasn't been done since the 1919 <laughs> Redneck Rough Riders, uh, and Mike Trout hit three home runs to put his batting average on the season to 538, and the Angels lost 8-3 to three to the Tigers. <laughs> it's the same story with them. Too, and it's literally it's so true. same old song and dance. Yeah, I, feel, I feel for him. I was I listening to the High him. Hopes podcast, too. Jack Fritz made like the. It's ultimate. just good to remind yourself it could always be worse. Like we are the Angels of the East, though. Yeah, but we at least won. Like you know, like we at least. We it's at least, been a decade. But we won one. That's it. Like, we did it. We at least did it. We, but yeah, I mean, we're like we're. I mean, we're we don't have we point. don't even have a Mike Trout. I love Bryce. Not yeah. even Not even touching him. <laughs> Valid. But that's the comparison. Is that I would kill to have an Otani on this team. Oh I would God. I would actually kill. It is It's so frustrating when it comes to the international market, especially with like Japan and, and South Korea and everything. Like those prospects never come to the East Coast. I think what's interesting too and I, you know, I get like that, but I think it is like an untapped area like i feel like it's it's, even though you're seeing like more and more guys it's like kind of how you know like obviously like players from like the caribbean have always like Mm -hmm. been important to the sport of baseball but even then until like the last few decades they haven't had the opportunity to be like fully like integrated into Mm -hmm. into teams and like you're seeing that more and more or like you know a large percentage now of players in baseball are of like Latino heritage. Yeah. Like they're like coming from these like countries or like they're coming Republic, from Central Puerto America Rico. or Puerto Rico. Yeah. Like you're see- and it's good because you're getting yeah. talented players. Like it's awesome. I wonder like at what stage you're going to see that more widespread from like you, like you mentioned South Korea, like Japan, because again, you, you, you see it, you see the talent that comes over. Like there, there has to be more. Yeah. So it, I, I wonder at, at what point are you able to actually like, because it always seems like way. it's just one guy every year right. that is like put up for, you know, you can bid to even just talk to the guy to to come and sign with your team and then you sign him and you know, those those guys that come over are legit like right. from Ichiro who set the precedent I think, um, to you know when Dice K came to the Red I mean, Sox, Dice K that was like the biggest news yeah. ever, <laughs> and he was like the one East Coast guy. Yeah. He's the one that came to Boston, and then you had uh, Masahiro Tanaka with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have Otani. You had Yusei Kikuchi go to the the Mariners a couple years ago. Like, it, it's really weird that it's like 
just one guy every year. Whereas compared to, and I think part of like what you said, like a bunch of like the integration from like all of the Dominican, Puerto Rico, Cuba, like they have these major league baseball academies down there. Right. And I think that's a massive part. And just like those guys developing a feeder system essentially. But yeah, you know, but I I just think it's interesting that you haven't really, you have winter. And I get it, you know, like moving to a new country, especially is like difficult. Mm -hmm. And like, they already have like, you know, like the Korean league and like the, the, the Japanese league, like, established and like certainly like they have like very comfortable setting already it's not like you know that they have no infrastructure they have nothing to kind of like play for um but it's just interesting that you know you're not seeing this like diaspora but i I have to imagine at some point that changes i just do because i think money talks and ultimately i think if baseball's smart at least Mm -hmm. which (laughs) right 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 that's a big if you know, but I, I just do feel that, that that could be what's next. Maybe the Phillies should be on that. They did just sign top prospect from Taiwan, I believe. Mm-hmm. That was like a highly coveted prospect. So hopefully the uh, the scouting department is uh, starting to figure things out. But We will see. I forget if we talked about it, but Otani being the home run derby is... It's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be so much fun. And now Trey Mancini is going to be in the home run derby. After battling cancer, coming back, and he's having a legit all-star season, uh, I just want more just heavy hitters because it's in Colorado. Like, the ball's going to fly. Like, give me every ounce of just power hitters and, and dynamic people in the home run derby. Um, what uh, what percentage, what odds would you give the Phillies just to make the playoffs right now? Ooh. Probably, like... They're thirty-seven and forty. Um, right now, I'd probably say like nine percent. You are not far off. Twelve percent <laughs> is the odds right now for the ten percent to win the division. Zero point seven to win the World Series. So if you're feeling, I don't know, bold, touched by God <laughs> in some way, um, go lay down that those odds. Um, so I saw this thing on C-SPAN that popped up today. And this will pique your interest. So they did uh, C-SPAN's 2021 Historian's Survey of Presidential Leadership. Top 10 presidents. Matt's a big history guy. Oh, boy. Um, So I'm going to see if you can, uh, one, guess the top 10 presidents that were. I I saw this. Okay. So the the big four is always uh, Lincoln, Washington. um, Wow. Jefferson. No. No. Uh, Jefferson was seven. Seven. Uh, FDR. Yes. And Teddy Roosevelt? Yes. Yeah, those are like the, like, especially those first three are like pretty ubiquitous. Everyone's always like, wow, they're amazing. Um, JFK's on there, which is bizarre. Yeah. And just, that's just boomer speak. Uh, they love their JFK, which is whatever. Uh, Obama and Reagan are both on there, uh-huh. which is just like, Recency bias out the wazoo. Yeah. Uh, with and the boomers people. love Reagan. Right. Um, they, they love their celebrities turned presidents. Uh, oh, man. What, I'm, I'm missing two more? Two more. Number five and number six. I'm out. I can't even think of them. Uh, I was Mr. Eisenhower. Yes. And Mr. Truman. I like Ike. Yeah, and Harry Truman. 
So from that, three of those guys like like FDR to to Ike, mm-hmm. all in you know from the '30s up until the mid '50s. So from that, top ten Philly sports athletes. Oh wow, that would be voted upon our own, like all time. Yeah, all time. Kind of just oh, similar to presidencies. Boy. Who would who would be? I don't know who the best Philly because there's no like resounding like Lincoln is like such an easy one, right? Because mm-hmm. like, you know, he guides the country through the Civil War, like starts to like try and figure out Reconstruction, obviously dies, and then it's like, you know, who doesn't get enough love is uh, Grant, who takes over <laughs> after and has to handle Reconstruction, and then like the Gilded Age, the beginning of it, like. That dude had quite a lot on his plate and did the best he could. <laughs> so shout out to Ulysses Grant. Um, there's no like clear consensus. Number one, I don't feel for like uh, real athletes. <laughs> Rocky would be like <laughs> the number one. Maybe it's just because we just talked about him, but I feel like Wilt doesn't feel like distinctly Philly to me, though. Yeah, you know, like he like because he played on like different teams, and like obviously like there was some movement in there as well. Like, I feel like there's two guys that everyone will always talk about, and it's Mike Schmidt. Mike Schmidt definitely is like in in contention for and sure. And Reggie White, Reggie White definitely. Like Brian Dawkins in like mm-hmm. recent years would be Jerome Brown gets a lot of um like all time. We did like a flyer from like the. Uh, the Broad Street Bullies area era, but is it Bernie Perrant? To get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Get In The Whole Pod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly, a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. He gets a lot of love. He, now. he is like he like our parents' age, yeah. like fifties and sixties, love Bernie Perrant. And now he gets a lot of love because he's on social media. Yeah, like he's and- like a, a a pretty into it type of guy. I guess he is in your top ten. I mean, you kind of have to. You have mm-hmm. to spread the love a little bit. And if you win a championship here, like, you know, and if you're one of the guys, you kind of have to end up on that list. Iverson has to be in the top three, I would yeah. imagine. I feel like Iverson is pretty well loved by everyone, even if you weren't, like, a big basketball person or a Sixers person. Like, you like loved a AI. cultural icon. Yeah, like, and he, like, I think still to this day, like, 20 years after his, like, apex here is still, like, mm-hmm. a you know, a, a massive, massive figure, which is not something you can say. So Iverson is firmly in the top three. Who's the Obama pick? Like, the, uh, you're just here because, like... Is it Bryce? Does Bryce even make the top ten? Bryce is, hasn't done or enough. Is Bryce it Nick Foles? Mm, yes. That's actually a great... <laughs> that's the only time I think you're going to hear <laughs> uh, Nick Foles being compared to Barack Obama. Because he wins the championship. Yeah. Had multiple stints. Yeah. And because he won the title, yeah. forever loved. He's got a statue. I mean, that's that's not easy to get. Technically, like, I know it's like mm-hmm. a sponsored statue, whatever, but hey. Yeah, I think he would definitely be the Obama pick, where it's like, you're in here because, you know, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. And everyone, everyone loves to get on it, but trying to think who else of i mean you'd have to pick it jimmy rollins or, jimmy rollins or, or chase, chase. Utley. 
Jimmy was like always a little quieter, and I think people like like Jimmy, but I I, I think Chase yeah. would win. Like if you're doing a vote, Chase would probably Chase beat out it. Jimmy Rollins, um, which is which is tough, but I think ultimately pretty fair. Mm-hmm. <sighs> We're definitely missing, definitely missing. Is McNabb get in there? No, no, especially Does now. T.O. would get in, I think, over McNabb now. Yeah. It's weird how, and I mean, it's interesting because with that same, um, with that same poll, Andrew Jackson used to be uh, pretty regularly in that top 10. Yikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> until, you know, the last uh, last few, few go-arounds and we're like, yeah. uh, we got to get this guy out <laughs> of the top 10 list. Cause... I think there's four Eagles on this list. I think it's Dawkins. Yeah. Reggie White, Jerome Brown, and Nick Foles. Yeah. I think Bernie Perrant might be the only flyer. Maybe. People people love Lindros. Yeah. And like I feel like might might just go for like the the nostalgia. Is he pick. like the Reagan? Yeah, like it's like he really like wasn't around as long as you think he was. And like but for some reason has this like huge like cultural impact on the Flyers. Wow, that's actually like <laughs> again, I don't know that you would I feel ever like be he able got to say so put built up because he was compared to Wayne Gretzky. Right. Out. But you how often would you be able to put Eric Lindros right. and Ronald Reagan in the same sense? Speaking of Rip Bozo. <laughs> uh yeah. I think if it's two, it's those two, I'd say. Yeah. Uh Phillies, it's Mike Schmidt, Chase. And maybe Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. I, I just don't know that. He has Cole Hamels beat out Jimmy Rollins. Probably, probably. I would imagine. And then Sixers. It's, it's AI and. I mean, Embiid might get on there. Like yeah. recently, like if he took it today, people Embiid would probably would Embiid would get in there. But I just think like outside of that, it's hard. Like because I think. Like Doc doesn't get like the love that maybe he deserves, and then like the same with like Moses, and then there's really like not a ton of like great Sixers like Charles Barkley obviously, but again like you know talking about now people would right and he and he moves on fence. like doesn't necessarily like have like you know all of his best years with Philly doesn't win a championship year so that's that's a little difficult, um, yeah it's. I think it's just AI and Embiid would probably be the only two. And again, Wilt does Wilt as much as we love him just doesn't feel like yeah a Philly. You know, like he just doesn't feel like does not have that so same much elsewhere feeling. too. And, you know, it doesn't help that he was as long ago as he was, yeah. but uh, doesn't really feel like distinctly Philadelphia to me exactly. Yeah, so I'm gonna write these down just so we have them in front of our uh, faces. So. We got six between the Flyers and Eagles right now. Phillies, it's Mike Schmidt, Chase Utley, I think, are the locks. Um, And then Sixers, Iverson. That puts us at nine. I think Embiid rounds it out. Embiid rounds it out. I think he does. So Embiid's essentially like the Obama pick along with Nick Foles. Right. Yeah. And Bede, I think, more deserving. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so, yeah. our li- This is like our prediction list. If if Philly sports fans voted on 
top 10 athletes of all time. Bernie Perrant, Eric Lindros, Brian Dawkins, Reggie White, Jerome Brown, Nick Foles, Mike Schmidt, Chase Utley, Allen Iverson, Joel Embiid. That's not a bad list. Not bad. You you know, there's definitely snubs on there. I say Jimmy Rollins is a Philly snub. 100%. Um, but, you know, when you're doing the top 10, there's always going to be people left out. And when you're talking about, like, you know, the course of Philadelphia sports yeah. history, you know. I think he's lose. more beloved now. He wasn't when he was drafted, but I think eventually once he's done, Brandon Graham's going to be talked about. In that Andre, I, he certainly has, like, I don't know, maybe the most iconic Eagles yeah. moment. Like He's flipped the script on his entire Outside career. of, like, the... The Philly Philly play like that. It that, that was the game winning mm-hmm. play. Like that's that's it. Like that Jason Kelsey sack, will so. be in there. Yeah, he's serving beers right now in CI. I saw that. Amazing. Um, I, I think the biggest like coin toss one is going to be Claude Drew. Because think... there's that faction of Flyers fans who like, just for whatever reason, don't like Claude Drew. Right. And then there's the majority that are like, he's one of the best players. In NHL history, if you look at statistics right. and, and what he's been able to do over the course of his career. And I think the people that, like, can't stand him are the ones that are... They want to see him succeed, but he just doesn't have the championship to, like, vindicate their argument. Right. And, unfortunately, probably isn't going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, with, I mean, with hockey guys, it's always tough, too, because, like, they're just typically not the, like... There's like hockey guys. I feel like are just typically not like outspoken. Like not like not that they have like no charisma, or, but they're just like pretty like laid back, like normal mm-hmm. guys. So like they don't often like linger in the like public the sphere. Like they're not an Iverson who is like again like this kind of like cultural like not everybody's standpoint. Wayne Gretzky, right? Where... And even Wayne Gretzky wasn't like the most like charismatic. Right. Like he's just the greatest to ever. Do it, and that's why. Like you know, but now he's a team owner in the National Lacrosse League, right? So. I think there's that a case, is there's very a ca- true about there's, hockey. Though. There's a, there's a case for Giroux, of course, but it's yeah. just again when you're like taking, it's just like sentiment. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily like rank these people by the best, right? In, you know, because Nick Foles like, isn't anywhere on that list. Like a lot of these guys, like probably weren't even the best in their like specific, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Like most of these guys are Hall of Famers, right? Yeah, definitely. Like there's certainly there's no like there's not scrubs on this list, but you know, again, when you talk about fan sentiment, it gets different. Yeah, like one hundred percent. Um, trying to think of who the Sixers snub would be. Probably Dr. J. Dr. J for sure, and 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 Moses and Charles. Um, and I guess technically Wilt, but again, mm-hmm. just doesn't feel. Uh, Daryl Dawkins maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then Eagle snub. Tough to say. Tough. <laughs> um, Westbrook maybe. Maybe. Uh, that's a good. That's a good bull. People love Cunningham. I feel like people still yeah, so really like appreciate Jaws. like Jaws. Yeah, but that's Malcolm Jenkins. Malcolm Jenkins definitely gets definitely gets a lot of love. But he'd be another kind of recency pick. Yeah. I'm not sure that like through Long like term. the annals of history, like he'll be like you know one of the guys that's like. I'm sure like the older generation would would say like Chuck Bednarik and right. Um, he'd be like in that Wilt conversation almost. Where back in my day, back in my day, he was the best player there. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll tweet a graphic out. He broke his back on the field three times, <laughs> played offense and defense. <laughs> they don't do that anymore. Um, 
But yeah. That's why the scores aren't nine to three anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's all we got for you guys. Uh, make sure you're following us on social media at Underground PHI on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you guys check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com, for all of our written content. And be sure to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Let us know who would be you know, in your top ten fan vote for best Philly sports athletes of all time. Uh, in comparison to the C-SPAN presidential vote, um, if you agree with my Prometheus take and uh, your favorite Mark Zumoff memory as well, leave it in the podcast reviews. We'll read them on the show. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. And uh, you can also check us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And we'll be back later this week talking about the uh, the Phillies chomping out our livers and uh, whatever else pops up, whoever else decides to uh, step down or, or retire or anything in between. Allegedly, there's a Zach Ertz trade on the horizon to the Buffalo Bills, according to Merrill Reese. <laughs> what? Something I never thought. It's like Philly sports Mad Lib. <laughs> I'm just imagining Merrill Reese, like, breaking news, like, trying to, like, be on Twitter, you know, like trying to like woge bomb it. Could you imagine? I mean, Meryl Reese is on Twitter. He only know, tweets after games. I know, but it's just like I'm just like I think like he like he can handle that. Like you know, like he can like handle like going on. And be like, oh okay, I I get this. It's like you know, you just type out what you think. But like I'm trying to imagine him like sourcing out something, and I don't know. I mean, if you want somebody close to the team. I want to see Merrill Reese in AirPods, I think is what I, I'm getting at here. I want him like the, the Shams interviews where he's like, you know, with in front the of AirPods. Green yeah, like I, I'd like that very much. Uh, yeah, so we'll see if that happens. Uh, it'll be interesting because the Zach Ertz saga, and it's kind of wild that, you know, as you guys are listening to this, it's July 1st uh, on the audio version, and uh, football is right around the corner. Uh but subscribe to all of our podcasts on the network. And uh, thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And, of course, our friends at Tomahawk Shades. Go to TomahawkShades.com, promo code USP at checkout. Get you 25% off your entire order. Uh, stateside Urban Craft Vodka. You get 10% off the one-liter bottles of vodka at statesidevodka.com with promo code USP and get the vodka soda party packs. They are available at statesidevodka.com. Got to be 21 or older to purchase. And of course, please drink responsibly. And our friends at Kenwood Beer, use the Kenny tracker at kenwoodbeer.com to see who has Kenwood on tap. And you got to be 21 or older to enjoy an ice cold Kenny. And of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 340 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. The fact that we've done 340 episodes of this podcast is bananas. Do you think the Phillies have had that many wins? Since 1883? (laughs) They haven't even had that many playoff appearances. Nope. (laughs) I mean, playoff games, but it would be amazing if they somehow had uh, 300... (laughs) Playoff appearances, despite only existing for 140 years. Do you think they've actually had three, they've played 300 playoff games in that time? 
Probably not even probably close. Probably not even close. M- maybe. Maybe a hundred. I guess it's harder with baseball. You don't get as many games, but I would be shocked if they have even a hundred. Yeah, I'd let's be a, stunned. Let's do a live check because they've only made the playoffs twelve times. Yep, which blows my mind every single time. Real ones are sticking around. Real boy hours. Come on. Because even like 2008, it was super short series. Yeah, I'm trying to... It's not very good at giving you like how many games. It's definitely not even like 50, I don't think. Yeah, probably not. (laughs) Oh, brutal. Just so... I'm surprised there isn't like just like a number. Let's see. I'm on I'm on champs for chumps. Uh past ten seasons, forty seven point three winning percentage, one made playoff. Zero playoff uh, series wins, zero championships. That hurts. Here, let's see if this shows it. You Here remember the last time the Phillies won a playoff series? 2010, right? It was an iconic one, yeah. 2010 beat the Cincinnati Reds. Here we go. So, 1915 in the World Series, there was five games played. Because, uh, obviously, this was when baseball was different, and there were no, like, divisional series and everything. So yeah, baseball was very different in 1915. Uh, <laughs> five games there. They didn't get back until 1950. Oh my God. Got swept. <laughs> You think we have a bad? These people had to live through World War One, the plague, the Great Depression, World, World War Two, and then they got to finally see the Phillies in the playoffs again. Uh, so that is no wonder they're they're the silent generation. <laughs> but it gets better after the 1950 World Series. They didn't get back to the playoffs until 1976, uh, when they lost three nothing in the NL Championship Series to the Reds. So that is twelve games. Uh, 16, 20. That's also not counting the series before that. Oh, never mind, never mind. I see. Uh, I see. I see. I see. I see. 25 plus 6 is 31, 36, 40. <laughs> Guys, we're in 1983, and we're at 40 playoff games played. Uh, That's brutal. 45, 51. <sighs> 57, 60, we're coming on 2008, <laughs> 64, 69, nice, uh, 74, 78, uh, 83, 83, 89, oh, we're there. 89 and 3 is 92, 103 playoff games played. It's uh, one playoff game per existence, pretty much, per year of existence. That is insane. Get us out of here. (laughs) We'll catch you guys later. Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Tune in for Steven Schneider going absolutely ludicrous in the world of uh, golf. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace.